0: What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year. This is Eric Elliott from Refocused Nutrition with another episode of the Refocused Nutrition podcast. Uh, This is the first one coming back on the New Year, so the first one in 2019. Uh, We gave a little bit of a break last week. Selfishly, it was for traveling. Uh, I spent the week um, of Christmas and the start of New Year at home with my family and friends uh, in Ontario. And now I am back in Calgary with my puppy on my left uh, side here, Riley. So if you hear him making any noise uh, throughout this podcast or any other podcast, that would be my dog. As I'm re- I'm recording it in my living room, uh, he likes to play with his toys. So God knows what he's only going to get up to throughout the episode. Uh guys, this is this is a new year, but it's also the same me. So, we're going to be talking a little bit about that um within this podcast and what that means for you, what the new year means for you if anything different. There's a lot of times guys when we get to the new year, we think we have to change this persona of who we are, and the reality is that for most people that new persona that we try to take on Lasts for about three to four weeks and then we revert back to our old ways because something wasn't manageable for us. So before we get to this podcast, guys, we're just going to remind you again to leave me a review, a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast because that's going to help me grow this podcast and it's also going to help me get some more guests on here. I am in the works of booking some guests in the future uh, to come on the podcast um, just it, it's going to be a couple clients it's going to be um, some people within the industry who can speak about certain issues and certain um, I guess topics uh, that we can work together on that a lot of people I know who are listening to this might find interesting um, and hopefully grow this podcast so that we get more guests and we get more people listen to it so we can get more information out to you guys to help change the way we eat and think about nutrition and fitness so without further ado, guys, uh this is the new year, uh new me and uh podcast we're talking about goal setting. So here we are. So the podcast here this week is going to be talking a lot about um the new year. What does it mean? What does it mean for you? What does it mean for me? Um I know a lot of the times, guys, when we switch into January 1st, it's like we all of a sudden uh have this new crack at life. Um whether it's you know, starting the new year off right and clean, we often leave last year behind us thinking that, you know, 2019 or whatever year it happens to be is a new chance for us to start afresh with whatever goals we may have. Um, If you don't believe me, just walk into any of your big box gyms and see the overcrowding at any one of the machines over that time. Uh, I know it drives a lot of people who go to the gym nuts um, because it's people who are trying to change themselves um, but may or may not be committed to that goal, and that 's not always their fault. They might be setting up themselves up for failure with a goal that 's too big by trying to go to the gym, do two other, three other things at the same time, change their food, go to sleep at better times, all these kinds of things that are just not manageable for them to begin with, so they 're setting themselves up for failure and By February, a lot of these people you know the new year 's resolution train has already died off. The thing I, ha- I always like to ask and, and question myself when I think about new goals and of, for the year and things like that um, is why switching this particular month in the calendar is any different than switching any other month. We don't wake up on February first or even July first or whatever first of the month you want to pick and say these are our new goals. Um, in a lot of rational cases, if say you were a CrossFitter or something like that um, and you missed the op- you missed the extra qualification after regionals, as most people do, um, or after the Open, sorry, not regionals, uh, being that they no longer exist, exist, that would be the actual time to set up new goals for what your training would look like because that's the end of your typical CrossFit season. Um, if the Open is the most important thing to you, you wouldn't have another one, excluding this year, for the next 8, 10 months to get ready for um, uh, before you actually start prepping again. So we have to think about why this year is so different when it comes to January 1st and why we're setting goals on January 1st as opposed to everything else. It's not something I directly have the answer for, but it's something that I want you guys to think about um, why this month is different and if you could set goals every single month or even quarterly so that you're actually able to keep going because one of the things I find is that if you set a goal off the outset, and then you you know break it down into quarterly goals. So if I have a goal for the year, I want to break it into goals where I can check in each, each quarter, every two months, every month even, to see if I'm on track for meeting that goal. Um, one goal I have, we'll talk about in a little bit, is getting a two hundred and twenty five pound snatch. And if I look at that on a on a macro level and think about that as, as something that I want to achieve next December. It's very easy to put that on the back burner and not even think about it for 10 months. But if I break that down into quarters and say I want to have a 210 snatch by say April and then you know from there uh, 220 or 215 by you know July, something like that, so that we're breaking it up throughout the year that it not only seems manageable, but we're always focusing on it so that we're doing, putting in the work and doing the work that we need to at the right times of the year. So this kind of brings up the question of why I don't make New Year's resolutions. I don't make New Year's resolutions first off because they don't work. Um, you, you wake up and you make these promises to who you're going to be um, in, in the new year that just isn't something you're either dedicated for or you have a strong why to. I think that the, the biggest reason that we often fall off of our goals is one, they may, they may be too high too fast, and also, you just don't have a strong why attached to what actually you're trying to accomplish. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, not only that, a lot of the people, when it comes to challenges and things at this time of the year, we put a, we put a timeline on what they mean to us. So I'll, I'll use an example of, of say, Lent or you know, a six-week challenge um, where you're trying to lose, you know, maybe you don't even trying to lose. Maybe, maybe you're just trying to give up alcohol for six weeks. Maybe that's your goal, and that's an ambitious goal. I like it. Um, it definitely has reasons for why that exists in the first place. I think it's important that we that we set out a goal like that to limit our alcohol consumption. But at the same time, are we able to? Do that first off? Or are we are we set up to actually accomplish that goal? And then what happens after the six weeks? That's something that I don't think anyone's exploring is, you know, that we, we promote this mentality of of quitting something, eliminating it all the way from our diet, or you know, we're gonna go to the gym for six weeks. And then what happens on that seventh week? Do we go back? Do we go back to who we were before? We have to think about that, guys, because, like, is it really good if I eliminated alcohol for six weeks and then on the seventh week on the first day, I just binge drank a case of beer? Probably not, right? Like, one, I would end up probably very intoxicated, and two, I just reduced anything that I worked to to work to create or eliminate over that, that six-week period. So a lot of people like they they walk on you know they break up that chocolate or whatever it happens to be and they go all or nothing black and white and for six weeks they don't eat chocolate and then again on that seventh week they buy a massive thing of ice cream or chocolate or whatever happens to be that they gave up and they just completely go off the deep end on it. So what's the purpose of that? Is that a better solution? In my opinion, it's not. I think it's a better solution for them to break up and find a balance point of what that is that they actually want to do over that certain time period. So, when it comes to eliminating alcohol, like if someone wants to completely eliminate eliminate it, I think that that's a good goal, but if that's the case, maybe we should be working on doing that beyond the six weeks as well. If you're someone who's like an alcoholic, I don't need to just pick on alcohol, um, But if you're someone who's an alcoholic, maybe that makes a lot of sense. But if you're someone that just likes to, you know, have a few drinks the occasional time, maybe we just limit those drinks. Maybe we limit the occasions where that's happening. Um, So you don't go completely off the deep end and you're able to enjoy, you know, a glass of wine or something like that or whatever it happens to be so that it's manageable, guys. Because at the end of the day, as I said before, the diet plan that you can adhere to and stick to throughout the rest of your life is the one that you need to be on and as a nutrition coach that's exactly what I'm trying to unearth for you I'm not trying to put you on this one size fits all nutrition plan um, with measuring macros and a specific macro plan for everyone I'm trying to find a solution that at the end of the day it's very easy for you to stick to that nutrition plan because it's not only healthy for you but it's not something that causes you a lot of stress to stick to so if I don't do, you know, New Year's resolutions, what do I recommend? And that's a really good question. So the biggest thing I th- I think about is goal setting. And goal setting, I guess you could call New Year's resolutions. Um, I don't think it's the same thing because at the same time, I don't do these goal setting sessions just at the New Year. I'll do them in July. At CrossFit Mirai, we do them with all of any clients at any time of the year. Um, and I think it's important... So one of the things I'm gonna do in this episode guys is I'm gonna talk about two of my goals and I have more goals than that um, and break them down so that you can see how I break them down and also how I find a process to see if one, if they're a goal at all and two, the validity of what I actually want and why I want it. So the first one I already kind of alluded to was a 225 pound snatch. So with each goal, guys, I like to go into what I call the five whys, and it's something that I got from Precision Nutrition as well. Um, But what it is, is it's basically asking why every single time. It's like that four-year-old kid that's trying to annoy you and just keeps saying, why, 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 mom, why, why? And it sounds like a broken record, but it actually starts, if if you're really listening to it, to dig deep on why it is you want what you want. So the 225-pound snatch, why do I want it? I don't know it would make me stronger um and then you know we get into well why is being stronger important it would make me a better crossfit athlete i think and why is being a better crossfit athlete important well it it provides me a point of leadership as a as a coach why is being a good leader as a coach important and having big lifts as a coach important is it important do you actually think that athletes or your students or clients or people in the industry even care as from a coaching standpoint how much you lift. You know, when I, when I, when I broke that goal down, I was actually kind of surprised to see where it went. Um, I do want a twenty five 225-pound snatch. I think it would be cool. I think it w- would make me a stronger athlete personally. But I don't think the where I went with it is actually the why that I believe in or something that's even true. No, I don't think that the clients in our gym or even other gyms give a shit about how much I can put on a bar and lift. I think it's a cool talking point for five seconds, but they move on. They'd rather, they'd rather me be able to coach them on how to get a higher lift than me be able to lift 500 pounds or whatever the number happens to be. So at the end of the day, it took me restructuring my why to figure out that I actually don't want it because it's going to make me a good leader I want it because I selfishly want to have the strongest lifts possible. Someday I also would like to go into an um, a Olympic lifting competition, and I believe that my numbers right now aren't high enough to enter a competition. Now, again, we go into why. Well, I just, I just think it would be kind of embarrassing for me to show up to an Olympic lifting meet with only a 200 to 210 pound snatch. There it is. That's that's an insecurity, guys. That's what that just exposed was an insecurity of why I don't want to go into a, an Olympic lifting meet tomorrow because I'm scared of what someone else might think about me not having the greatest snatch. Period. That's it. It's it's not the fact that you know I have I, I have all these goals and um, I want to win the competition because I'm under no illusion that I think I'm going to win it. But I know that for my weight class, my size, other people are going to have bigger numbers. And I'm worried what that might say about me as an athlete if I don't have the biggest lifts. That's it, guys. So that, that's something that I kind of unearthed just taking notes and doing this on myself this morning. And what that's going to teach me is that I have to really figure out why that's an insecurity for me and help it to not even be a thing. Because at the end of the day, guys, if I can get rid of that insecurity, I can show up to that Olympic lifting meet and I can hit 195 or 185 or whatever the number happens to be and be proud of it and move on. Because it's doing those new experiences and trying those new things that I've never done before that are going to make me a better athlete, a better leader, and a better coach that I ultimately want to be because I'm exposed to these new experiences in ways where I'm not sheltering myself because I don't think my lifts were as good. Does that make sense? Another goal, guys, that I have, and this one's a little bit more of a personal development goal, and I think that personal development is actually a really, really big industry that um, it gets a lot of it gets a lot of room of chapters, or even on Amazon when your books, but it's not it's not something we spend a lot of time in, especially uh, people who are you know my age, twenty four years old, that aren't spending a lot of time figuring out who they are and why they believe what they believe in. So one of the goals, and I've tried it in the past, and it really works well for me. I just always happened to fall off the wagon with it is really getting into a good practice of journaling. And the reason I fell off of it before was because it would be the first thing I would do in the morning when I worked at it as as a Zamboni driver in an arena because I didn't work in the mornings. I was able to enjoy a breakfast, have my coffee, sit at the table, and journal. Um, And it was something that I definitely found value in. It made me a more uh, gracious person. It made me more patient. It was a nice way to start off my day thinking about you know things and people I love but also you know taking away a message that I think would be transferable um, throughout the day. So what I actually have done um, this year is I am I have purchased a book and it's been sitting actually on my bookshelf for quite some time. Uh, I I came it came to me actually from a recommendation from Craig Ballantyne uh, who's a big leader in the industry um, in the fitness industry, talking about you know growing businesses and things like that, and a lot of personal development um, and what the book' called is the art of living so it 's it 's i 'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this but it 's a classical manual on virtual virtue, happiness, and effectiveness from hepatitis um, so he 's a greek philosopher um, and it 's been translated over the years to help kind of provide some insights into his book. But what that is, guys, is each day is a different, um, a different mindset. You know, it's about a page where it kind of gives you a different lesson on different teachings from philosophy that you can kind of take away. And it's from, from there that I developed a journal on. So today, guys, actually, today was the first day that I've really worked on getting it done. Um, and it's something that, you know, January 7th, it was the first time I've done this. And that being said, guys, that's not a New Year's resolution. I missed six days, right? So should I fall off the wagon and continue to quit the entire next rest of the year? No. And, I, and I, I'm under no illusion that the rest of these 300 and some odd days are going to be perfect either. There's going to be days when I fall off of journaling, but it's a practice of getting back on. It's like tracking your nutrition, guys. I'm under no illusion that 360, 362 days of the year, you're going to actually accomplish or 365, whatever whatever number you want to go with, or you're going to actually accomplish tracking every single day. But when you fall off the wagon, it's just a matter of trying to get ways where you're back on again because you know that it's going to benefit you in some way the same way that journaling is for me. So we'll go into the whys here on the journaling. Why do I want to journal? Well, I think it's a good practice to get into so that I can help take away a message and explore what that might mean to me. Well, why is looking at messages and um, exploring who you are important to you? Because I think that even though I have, you know, in the last four years, I've discovered a lot more about who I am, I think that there's a lot more room for me to figure out who I am in the future. Um, why is figuring out who you are important? Because if I f- figure out more about who I am in the future, I can help guide more people and help steer them in the right direction, and leave better a bigger and better legacy for people, uh, with the gifts that I've been given. Boom! That's the things that I think that self, um, self improvement is important for. I'm going to explore some of the ways that I can help other people because if, let's be honest, guys, if you've, you've if you've ever worked in a service industry before or. Just tried to help people out, um, even like your friends if you're a mess it's very hard to figure out or help anyone else right if my if my mental health my nutrition all of that things all those things were really really you know fucked up, it becomes very hard for me to speak from any source of authority but also help anyone else in the position where they're not doing very well. Does that make sense? you always want to be leading from the front and Helping if I like, if I'm improving myself, I can improve others. That's basically what I'm trying to say here. Um, So, good learning lesson on what today's actually teaching was from the art of living. It was actually talking about can we control it? And you know, this is super important because I talk to a number of my clients when it comes to goal setting for the year about things whether you can control it or not. I think it's super important, guys, because there's so many times. Where we set goals, and we're like I said at the start, we're setting ourselves up for failure because we can't control the goals that we actually have, right? So we're we, we're setting ourselves up for a failure because we never actually had a chance to control what was in our goals to begin with. So I'll use I'll use one of my clients actually as an example, and she's she's awesome, guys, because she she sets her goals. She's Um, She's really diligent about finding out who she is and why she wants what she wants. Excuse me, but we talked prior to the new year about her goals and trying to figure out what they meant. And she was kind of in a place where she was asking for things that she didn't really necessarily have control over. One of them was that she wanted to do really well at the CrossFit Open in comparison to other women at her gym. Cool. I think it's a great goal. I think it's I think it's awesome that you want to be you know the fittest at your gym or whatever it happens to be. But do you always have control over that, right? Um, because the biggest thing is there's there's some things in there that you can control, but there's not everything you can control. So let's go over that. So say, you say I'll use myself as an example, say I wanted to be the top male athlete at my CrossFit gym in the CrossFit Open this year. Let's go over the things I do have control over in that and the things that I don't. I do have control over executing the moves, I do. I have control over, if, if Dave Castro decides to put pull-ups in there, I have control over executing those pull-ups and in the six weeks we have left, I have control over working on those moves so that they're no longer a weakness. And that's that's the thing too. I also have control over limiting my weaknesses. So one of my weaknesses that I'm trying to work on is a pistol, so one-legged squat. Um, for me, it's just mostly a mobility issue that's limiting me from doing that. Now, do I have the ability to work on that weakness over the six weeks so that I can execute a couple of pistols if needed? Yes, I do. I have control over my nutrition. I have control over what I eat and what goes into my body. Prior to competition. So, you know, if I were to wake up on, the, on February, February the, the 28th and I was doing the workout that day or whatever day 18 or 19.1 happens to be and I was sick, I have control over that. I have control over in some way, shape or form whether what I ate or what I did over the last seven weeks, uh, what I put into my body and help my immune system with. That's a little bit in my control. If I if I had decided to eat broccoli before Friday Night Lights and I knew that it wasn't going to work with my stomach and competing, that's in my control. Same with body work, guys. So same with like, things like chiropractic, you know, uh, massage, physiotherapy, whatever it happens to be. I know that I have to do those things and prep my body for competition. I don't just wake up on, eight, on 19.1 and I just have all that stuff, right? That stuff matters going into competition. So let's focus on the things I don't control. So who shows up? What happens, I mean, this is probably isn't gonna happen, but what happens if I were to get five games level CrossFit athletes that walked into my gym tomorrow and signed up and we're gonna stick around for the open? Do I Do I any longer have any control over finishing the top male athlete in my gym? Nope, I don't. I don't have control over who enters. Simple as that. I don't have control over who goes in the open worldwide either. Um, there might be some guy in Siberia we've never heard of that's been just training and never doing the open and doing and com- competing off scores that suddenly just joins in the open and beats Matt Fraser. It's highly unlikely, same way that it's highly unlikely we're going to get a bunch of CrossFit athletes at my gym, but it's possible. The other thing I don't control, guys, is the events. Plain and simple. I can't control what Dave Castro's going to program. I have no control over that whatsoever. So me worrying about and thinking about pistols, whatever it happens to be, and stressing about it is wasted energy. It's, it's energy that's going out of my body that I could use for personal development, I could use it for, for spiritual development, I could use it for you know going to the gym, all these kinds of things, being a better boyfriend. You get where I'm going with this. You can use that energy in a lot better places. Another one, equipment. I have no control over that, right? So like there's, there's certain things in a competition. What happens if, you know, if the day before, God forbid, the day before the CrossFit opened and it was pull-ups and someone greased my bar or they, they cleaned it and cleaned all the chalk off, I have zero control over that. I could tell them not to, but at the end of the day, if they do it, they do it. I control what happens when I hop onto that bar and my hands are slippery, That's what I have control over. My reaction to that. And my reaction to that has to be thought about before. I have to think about everything that that could go wrong and how I would react to it so that when it does happen, I'm not surprised by it and I know where to go from there. Last one, this is a super important one, is judging. Am I going to freak out at my judge if they miscount something? Or if they, you know, if, if they... Give me a no rep when I clearly had a rep? What good is that going to do? Is that, if, have you ever seen it? My dad always used to say this to me when I argued with referees as a kid. Have you ever seen it where you yelled at a referee so loudly and so proudly that they changed their opinion? I haven't. It rarely would happen if it does. So all you're doing with that is wasting your energy. You're giving your power away from things you do control to things you don't control, and you're no longer in your space you're no longer who you are as an athlete and you're therefore sacrificing your results for things you don't control that's the end of it guys right there i have to work on what i can control and thinking about what i can't in my goals inside of that space so when it comes to things like my 225 pound snatch or even the journaling there's things in there i can control I can control whether I wake up in the morning and I set myself a routine to have my journal in front of me and the art of living beside the journal so that I grab those books and even if I'm going to work I use some time in that morning to set five minutes aside to journal. I control that, no one else does. No one else can stop me from that. That's what I can control. Snatching. I can control how much time I put into that. I can use the open gym and other times to make sure that I'm building snatches and doing drills and finding help from people who are qualified and educated about snatches more than I am to ensure that they can look at my technique, help me learn about what I am and what I'm not doing right so that I can build that snatch up. I can control the accessory work that goes into the snatch. I can't control the timeline on that will happen. I can't. I can, t- I can say that it might not even be in 2019 that I get that goal. But if I don't stop moving, I know I will hit that snatch. That will happen for me. I'm 100% sure of that. If that goal means so much to me, which it does, at some point in my life, I will snatch 225 pounds. Unless there's some sort of medical condition why I wouldn't be able to. Knock on wood. So guys, think about these when it comes to yourself over the next little bit as you're setting your goals for who you are and who you want to be in 2019 and beyond. Because I think it's important that you figure out and set the time aside to determine whys for your goals. I'm not interested in seeing, you know, People giving up on their New Year's resolutions at the end of January. That's not. It's a pessimistic view of seeing how people are giving up on things and changing. But I want to see everyone making this year, next year, and the years beyond the best years of their life. By following through on what they said they would do. On what they said their goals were. Okay guys? So work on that. Develop your whys. Shoot me some messages on what your whys are. And we can go from there. Have a great day, guys. Message me, DM me if you want to get working together and also if you want to start working on some goal setting for yourself and share what your goals are with someone else to help make it accountable for you. That's it for me, guys. Until next week, have an awesome week. Relax, enjoy, get out there, and have fun. Take care.